This is Sound Awake on SAFM. We delve into planting the seeds, and this morning uh, we're going to be looking at an interesting conversation with regards to digitalizing agriculture. Now, the United Nations has predicted that the world's population will reach nearly 10 billion by 2050, and the agricultural sector will be responsible for 70% of what we will be given to eat in order to meet the demand. Now, our content producer, Kanye Bonani, caught up with the likes of C.B. Moodley, who is the Chief Executive Official uh, Officer, rather, of uh, Macrocom, and she comes through and they talk about their work. Sibi, good morning and welcome to Planting the Seeds. You're coming with a very, very interesting topic because when I think of Internet of Things, I'm not necessarily thinking how to apply it in farming. So for somebody who doesn't know what the Internet of Things is, could you give us like a simple definition and um, just help us understand, you know, what exactly is this technological innovation doing for agriculture? Thank you so, so much. Firstly, I'd like to say thank you for giving me the opportunity. And maybe let's first define what the Internet of Things is. Mm-hmm. So basically, your IoT is connecting various devices using different communication protocols to be able to transfer information seamlessly and cost-effectively, thus improving the end efficiencies that you get. You know, in the farming space, IoT has been implemented for a while, but mainly in the big, large-scale commercial farmers. You find tractors and combined harvesters, etc., that are able to basically move on their own and plot out the actual agricultural space. Mm-hmm. But the real opportunity in agriculture is looking at how creating, connecting small-scale farmers and using the Internet of Things to improve yields and improve efficiencies. I'm glad that you actually mentioned, you know, smaller-scale farmers because I think one of my big concerns is that um, – when we speak about um, food security, we're not just speaking about these mega um, mega farms and, you know, large brands that sort of, you know, um, not just produce um, massive harvests, you know, for production purposes. I'm also thinking about the fact that for smaller farmers, you know, Internet of Things, especially from a government point of view, is not always pointed in their direction as a viable way to really get down to, you know, what is working um, in, in, in their techniques and in their methods of, of, of growing their crop and, you know, what are the things that aren't working and what can we improve? No, absolutely. I think what's vital, especially for food security, is how do we empower s- small farmers to be able to effectively compete with the large commercial farmers and thus create a sustainable ecosystem. And that's where technology can play a very vital role. You know, there's generally, especially in the farming space, people feel it's technology that cannot really help them or they're afraid of technology. But there's a lot of new technologies coming out of the IET space that we as Backrocom focus on that can help farmers from various angles. Firstly, from security, just looking at security. How do you make sure that your farm is secure with small, simple, connected devices? But I can go in and spend a long time uh, talking about the different devices mm-hmm. and the different use cases. 
But let's just run through, uh, through maybe a, a few use cases that could help small case farmers, if that's okay with you. Okay, please do, so that I think I think it's important that we go through a few case studies so that people can understand, you know, practically where where do these devices fit in and how do how do they, you know, pick up all of this information that we need to 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 ultimately improve um, the value of our crop. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest challenges, especially small scale farmers have, is the belief that these technologies are going to be very expensive with great barriers of entry to be able to implement. Mm. But with new technologies becoming available, it's it's opened the market up and made it much more accessible. So if you look at simple things like monitoring the level of moisture in, in, in your field to be able to turn on the sprinkler so that you get optimized amounts of irrigation, saving mm. water, or looking at the pH level sensors in, in, in a in your field to, to measure the pH level or the nitrate level to be able to decide how much of fertilizer to use mm. and giving you the optimum level. But how these devices work, you have simple devices connected on different communication protocols. In South mm. Africa, we've got the SIGFOX network that covers 97% of the uh, of the ecosystem mm. or a LoRa network mm. or now the big major network operators are, are launching NBIOT. Mm. What basically this means is you're sending small packets of information over the o- over the airways that doesn't use so much of battery life. So you can okay. build remote devices with battery lives up to 10 years. That's what we do at Matricom. Wow. So you don't have to have wires all over the uh, remote devices that connects into the cloud via backend, giving you the analytics and giving you information on your computer or on a smartphone to be able to make decisions. I think that's absolutely incredible. I think that 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 changes the game. I think in ensuring that you know there are these sort of smart solutions that are just not necessarily easily accessible, but are easily applicable to you know any scale of farm. Um, I, I, I want to understand, though, what are the sort of other benefits of digitizing agriculture and looking at, you know, digitizing farming for food security specifically? So I'll give you one classic example. What we have done is we've built a virtual marketplace connecting small-scale farmers to the actual market. So you can aggregate produce from all the different small farmers using technology to improve your and monitor your yield, monitor your crops, and then give access to digitally to, to, uh, to a whole host of different retailers, wholesalers, etc. Mm. That's bringing markets to the small farmer. That mm. That's one way of digitization really helping farmers. The other main concern that even the Department of Agriculture might have is would digitization and technology take away jobs? That's not really true. Mm. It actually upscales the level of jobs so that you have more meaningful employment. Mm. So, and, and that's really important because generally the fear is technology is going to take away jobs. And I really believe it's the other way around. It can create more jobs if it's implied, applied correctly. Mm. So, so essentially more specialization. Exactly, more specialization, a better quality of jobs, and therefore also with technology comes comes in training and upskilling individuals. Okay, no, that 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 I'm glad that you cleared up that misconception because I think a lot of people sort of have those fears, not just in agricultural um, sector, but I think across the board in the workplace. Um, I just wanted to quickly ask, 
we've spoken quite a lot about how, you know, this information, these devices are going to help grow and improve your crop. But how is it going to protect your crop? There's been a lot of, you know, conversation surrounding, you know, climate change and how that's impacting not just yield year on year, but also how um, how do we now ensure that we're not um, shrinking the base in terms of food security? We we've seen there's been there's going to be a very large drop um, in the number of farmers that are going to be um, you know producing food yeah uh, in the next in the next five to six years. We're also seeing that by 2050 there'll be 10 billion of us, meaning that there's an increased you know demand. So how do we now navigate um, how this new, you know, digitization is going to help us um, to ensure that we can protect our crops, even in circumstances that are beyond our control? No, absolutely. That's a very important question. Because one of the important pillars of the fourth industrial revolution would be artificial intelligence and machine learning. And looking at collecting all this data and then doing predictive analytics to see where the trends are moving from the environment, from demand side, etc., and then producing the right types of crops to meet those demands. So bringing in the whole artificial intelligence, the machine learning aspects of it, helps farmers to be able to do this, future-proof their business. Mm. Then that's really important, especially with, you know, the lack of predictability in our weather cycles. Um, but also, you know, things as, something as small as rainfall could change the outlook of your harvest, right? Absolutely, and that's, that's vital. But also there's a big move towards, you know, tunnel farming, indoor vertical farming, hydroponics, etc. And that's mm. how technology can help in changing the landscape, not just... Uh, worrying about the variables that would impact on farming. That was the likes of Kanye Bonani um, having having a really interesting conversation with the likes of C.V. Moodley, and they were chatting all things digitalizing agriculture. Uh, we're going to be summing up the poll um, because it is three minutes before I skedaddle, making way and room for Elvis Preslin. But before 